week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Well, praise God. He's an awesome God. Yes, he is. Josh, would you do me a favor? Bring me that white um, podium. I gotta come down there today. Hey, there's lots of folks missing in that, so April, you'll just follow me down, all right? There's lots, of, I just wanna be down there where you are as we share this word to you. And uh, praise God, praise God. Thank you. Appreciate it, Josh. Hallelujah. Mm. He's an awesome God. Appreciate you bearing with me today. I'm dealing with my nodules on my vocal cords again. That's why I said, when I said total victory, and it made me think when we were uh, before church, someone said, I heard someone say, Angela, or, if she felt up to greeting. Because, or, and as soon as that was said, I immediately thought of the word that I have for today about total victory. Do you realize that we serve a God that it shouldn't be a matter of if, if, if greeting is going to cause a flare-up in her? But the God that we serve, if, if the word of God, if we really believe the word of God and all of its truth, then we need to understand he's a God of total victory, that we cannot and we shouldn't settle for just a partial healing for Angela or me, that every time uh, something goes on or I strain my voice a little bit, these, these nodules swell up and trying to take my voice. My poor ENT, he said, I'm telling you, preacher, he said, if you don't stop preaching and singing for at least six weeks, he said, you're going to lose your voice entirely. I said, well, but God. Listen, we, we serve a God that is more than enough, and we need to serve, understand and believe. And when we pray that we're going to believe for a total victory, like for Angela, total victory for when we were praying earlier for Scott, total victory for everybody who's sick and dealing with ailments, total victory over my life and my body, that I've seen God heal me many times over with things, that, that I, I know he can heal my my nodules in my throat too. The enemy would like to shut me up. There's some people who would like to hear me shut up too. But, but you and I need to understand the God that we serve is greater than just, a, he's bigger and able to do more than just a little bit of relief. That's why when, when I get even just a headache, I don't pray, God, will you help this to let up? No. God, I thank you that you're going to, you're going to cause this to be null and void now in the name of Jesus as if it never existed. Take it all. God, I thank you that when someone has cancer, we pray for every cell to dry up and die. You know, a lot of times I hear Christians pray and it's just like, oh God, give us the help to get through and God, a, a little breakthrough and God, just give them a little strength, God, to be. No, we serve a God of more than enough, a God that wants you and I to have total victory so that, so that there's something to testify to other people about how big and how great that he is. And so I'm believing that that's what this year is going to be. I used to, for years and years, always give a word for the new year and, and that. And then I heard the Lord say, stop trying to figure out where I, what my mind is, where, where I want to go. Because I, I learned a long time ago, just when I thought I figured out where God was or what he wanted to do, he would 
take me in a different direction. And it wasn't that he changed his mind. I just missed him somewhere. And so I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting about the, the new year. And all I kept coming back to was this text that we're going to go to in 2 Kings. And I believe God wants you and I to have a year of total victory. And so that's why I want to share this word with you today. His hands on your hands. We need his hands on our hands. And that's what we're going to see this year. Hallelujah. Praise your Lord. I'm telling you everything you start. If you'll receive this word and if you will go about and you will, you will um, approach this fast that we start next Sunday. And, and you approach it with the mindset, God, I just want your hands to touch my hands. I'm telling you that everything you'll put your hand to, God will bless. He'll start multiplying and moving. I, I believe that because I see it in his word. I, I, I received it. I, I started having church earlier this week when I started deciding what I was going to preach. I, I knew what I was going to preach by Thursday. I told Pastor Donnie, he said, my goodness, you're ahead of the game. I said, yeah, usually it's Saturday afternoon when I'm figuring that out. But I knew by Thursday, and I started being excited already because I saw that if, if you and I will put ourselves in a position that will allow his hand to be put on our hand, then everything we'll put our hand to, you, you'll be able to see God in it. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let, so read with me, if you will, Second Kings 13. And we're not going to have it on the screen today, but 2 Kings 13, we're just going to read 16 through 19. <coughs> oh, thank you, Lord. 2 Kings 13, verse 16. Are you ready? It says in verse 16, then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it. And Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Oh, just, just, just read that again. And Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. And he said, open the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria for you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck it three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you would have destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Stop there. Oh, there's some goodness in this text today that I want to try to share with you what the Lord is speaking to me about this having total victory. Because we use that, the term a lot about victory, but victory is when you and I completely overcome how many of you know, if it's not you, you and I know people who are believers or sometimes we worship with sometimes people in our family who, who we claim victory, but, but we haven't completely overcome. But really what victory is, is when we completely overcome. I mean, it's no longer a struggle. It's no longer hanging on. It's not something we're still dealing with, but it's total victory. Total victory. We've completely overcome it. Uh, think about it this. That, that when, when David cut off Goliath's head, that was total victory. It wasn't just a, a minor breakthrough. 
we need to start seeing our obstacles and our issues of life like a David and Goliath situation where when David cut the head off Goliath, that when we are overcoming and we're believing God for victory, that it's like cutting the head off of that thing where there is no chance that it's going to come back to life. That was the one guarantee about Goliath. He didn't just get knocked out and he cut his head off because he needed a guarantee he wasn't going to bounce back up. How many remember those things I remember when we had them as a kid. Josh, you probably had them with their punching bags and it would always come back up at you. It was like a clown or something. Uh, that was my generation. That was our fun toy. And, 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 and it would, you would punch it and it would always come back up. But David said, no, no, I, I have one of those punching bags. So he said, I'm going to make sure that I have total victory. I'm going to cut his head off. You and I need to be able to approach that. And when we pray, have that kind of mindset that if we're believing to overcome in some area or we're believing for miracles and things on the wall of prayer for people, we've got to start praying. Lord, we're gonna, Lord I just pray right now. We're, we just cut the head off that thing in the name of Jesus, whether it's addiction or sickness or whatever it might be, pride or arrogance, whatever we're, we're dealing with in life. We, we need to have that kind of determination that we're going to have that kind of victory, that there's no chance that it's going to bounce back up at us, but, that, but it, that it will be totally destroyed. I don't want a partial victory. We need a total victory. Because isn't that what Jesus came to do anyway, to destroy the works of the enemy? Amen. Then we, we need to understand if that's why he came and did all that he has done for you and I, then we've got to stop settling for less than what God intended for us. Amen. He didn't die on a cross so that I can have a little victory so that I could have a, 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 a little bit of improvement in my health, right? I, I don't, he didn't die on the cross so that I can just have my nodules go down on my, on my, in my throat just a little. No, he died on the cross so that when he said, by my stripes, you are healed, so that when we read that through the word of God, that it's total and complete. He didn't just die for us to just barely get by and have a little breakthrough, or he didn't just die so that you and I could be partially forgiven for sin, right? We, we don't believe that when it comes to salvation, that we're just sort of forgiven or a little bit forgiven. No, we believe we're totally forgiven. So we need to approach it the same way when it comes to our healing, our deliverance, the people that we love and care for, our community. My God, I had a, a, a lady that is of the world and not even church going, but when she heard about the vision of this house and the Dream Center, she, she understood immediately that, that she said Uniontown is, is about to undergo a total revolution because she, she heard it by the Spirit of God. I, I know that it was the Spirit of God speaking to her spirit and it awakened her and quickened her and she recognized and she understood that there's total victory total victory that we're not going to just settle for a little bit of improvement but that we're, we're out to see total victory in our city oh hallelujah total victory in the lives of the people that we love I am tired of watching the people that I love suffer and, 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 and one battle after the other. I'm tired of watching people that I love and know. Amen. Just like last night, just two streets down from me, a, a man was laying in the middle of the road unresponsive from an overdose. I'm tired of watching people that I love and that we have a heart for dying on our very streets of this church, a block away from this church, and they're dying. Amen. We've got to know, I serve a God that I'm believing for total victory, that they won't just get set free a little bit, but that they'll get totally set free. You know, a radical change, that kind of total victory. Hallelujah. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. Because I, I, I don't want just partial victory for my life or your life, but we're going to break through into total victory, total victory. 
I pray you want that for your life too. Total victory financially. Oh, please, Lord. Right? Total victory uh, in, in health. Total victory in relationships. Please, Lord. You know, where, where marriages and families can be restored. I mean, total victory. That we're going to cut the head off of everything that is opposing relationships and finances and, and work problems and all the other things that we're dealing with in this life. Total victory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Total victory. Because it's not, it, it doesn't do you and I any good if we just have the appearance of winning. But in order to win, it really takes practice and hard work and that's what brings about a true champion. Anybody who's a football fan knows this hasn't been a good year for the Steelers. Right? It, it just hasn't been, right? And, and yet that's no knock. It's, it's just we're, we're, we're evolving. We're, we're, we're going through transition. And anytime anybody goes through transition uh, or, or people, a group, a class, a, 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 a place of work, right, there'll be growing pains and time for growth. But see, it, it, it's, not, it's not enough that you can't just look like a champion if you're not winning games. And so many times I feel like in the church we try to put off an image that we're a champion and we're not. Because a champion overcomes and has victory. You know, and, and that too often we have this tendency that we try to look like we're being victorious and we're really not too victorious, that we're going through it. And yet what God needs you and I to be able to be is real enough to say, I have, I have dealt and, and struggled long enough, far below, far beneath where God intended for me to be. I've lived many years of my life not having total victory, but I'm stepping out and believing that this is a year that I am going to create a space. Listen to what I'm saying. Create a space where his hand can come on my hand so that I can have total victory. The reason we haven't seen total victory is we haven't allowed his hand to come upon our hand yet. And that's what's going to bring us to our text about his hand coming to our hand. Are you still with me today? Hallelujah. God wanted in this text there to be total victory. Joash was, was, was king of Israel and the text that we're reading says that he rushed in the room where, where Elisha was dying, all right? And they, they had sort of a complex relationship. And I like this story because if you would read a little bit more of the background of it, uh, there's so much more to it where, where he didn't always accept uh, his teachings, Elisha's teachings. They didn't always get along. I love this teaching because sometimes we have this idea that people we worship with, people in our families, that we have this idea that we're always going to get along. No. There will be people that we follow, people that we're a part of, people we'll worship with, people we just celebrated Christmas with, that we don't always get along. It's not always perfect. But although he didn't always accept his teachings, they didn't always agree, even sometimes the Bible records that he rejected him sometimes, he still respected the man of God. How I many you know we can have a disagreement, but I can still respect you? I, I love sitting down and having conversations with people that I disagree with, whether it's theologically or politically. I, I love it because it makes me a better, uh, more educated person. It really does. It gives me a heart for people that I, I previously didn't understand. And instead of just traveling in our own groups of people that think like us, that's boring, friend. I like to have dinner with people who are going to argue a little bit and, and, you know, huff and puff about what they believe is true. And so then I can do the same. But it helps me to understand what, is their, what, what causes them to be so passionate about what they believe. That's important. That's what the kind of relationship he and Elisha had where they didn't always agree, but they, they had a, a respect for one another. 
he had a respect still for the man of God, and that's important. We all need somebody in our life like that, that that we maybe don't always get to agree with, or whether it's a man or woman of God in our life, that that they don't just tell you what you want to hear, but they'll tell you what you need to hear, right? We, we, we need to have people like that. that. That's the kind of relationship they had, that he didn't just tickle his ears with things that he thought he would enjoy hearing, but he told him what he, we, uh, he absolutely needed to hear. Hallelujah. And so uh, to, to, to kind of summarize and bring us where we are in the text, Elisha, we understood he, he had a double portion of the spirit of Elijah. And before he received it, in an interesting scripture in 2 Kings chapter 2, I'll read it to you real quick. 2 Kings chapter 2, just verse 12 and 13. This is how it reads. <clears throat> this will set us up for our text today. In verse 12 of 2 Kings 2, it says, And Elisha saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, and he tore them into two pieces. And he also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. I, I wanted to read that because we're talking about today about his hand on our hands. But I wanted you to understand that in order for, for you and I to first receive something from God, sometimes it's necessary for us before we put anything new on that we rid ourselves of, of things that we're carrying before, Eli, before Elisha received the double portion uh, uh, from Elijah, the Bible says that he tore off even his own clothes. He had to take off before he could put on uh, the double portion anointing. In other words, there are sometimes some things that you and I have to get rid of in this life, that there are sometimes mentalities that we carry mindsets, ways that we think, or anger, or we're bitter. I saw so many angry people this, these past two weeks, Christmas and New Year's, at Walmart and everywhere else. Just terrible. I was like, Lord Jesus. I was going through Walmart praying in the spirit because it was so bad I was about to lose it. And yet God is saying to you and I, he said, Adam, before you can receive what I'm trying to give you for the new year, I need you to, to take off or release yourself uh, uh, of the things that aren't necessary. Uh, e Elisha understood, I've got to rid myself of things so that I can make room for what God wants to do in my life. So, so he had to take off before he could have a double portion anointing. You and I need to rid ourselves of, of things uh, before God will release unto you and I what he has for us. I believe that. Sometimes you and I uh, uh, ridding ourselves for example, the anointing, like the anointing of Elisha that he received, the anointing of the double portion comes on us only when you and I rid ourselves of besetting sin. In other words, sin that we're constantly dealing with that keeps hanging us up. I know nobody ever deals with things like that. But we've got to rid ourselves of offense. We've got to rid ourselves of unforgiveness and pride and arrogance, rebellion, all of those things. God says, I, I need you to understand, in order for, for you to receive this total victory, in order for you to step in what I have for you, we have to recognize there are things like this that we struggle with. He says, and I need you to let those go in your life. In other words, take off some things before you put on some things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we remember the story of, uh, of, of, of Joshua, and he told the children of Israel in Joshua chapter 4. He told them to cross the Jordan. He said, and when you get to the middle of the river, 
preached this text, not, not, not but probably six months ago. He said, when you get to the middle of the Jordan, he said, uh, with the waters pushed back, he told them, he said, take for yourself 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan. He told them from, from that place where, where, the, where the priest's feet stood firm, he said, and I want you to carry over with you and leave them in, in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. In other words, and that's important, and it, I'm, I'm going to tie all this in. In other words, that's important for you and I, because he's saying to them, he, he, he was saying, if you're going to have complete victory, if you're going to have complete victory, then you need to pick up some stones where the, where the priest's feet stood in a place, in the same place where they stood firm. And he said, I want you to put them on the banks so that for the generations to come, the generations that will come later, that they, they can be told that, that this, is, this is what you brought you out, that it can stand as a memorial for generations that come later of what I brought you through, of what I was able to bring you through. In other words, he wanted it to be a memorial that, 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 and, and, and be a reminder to the generations from, from, that come later that we have to stand firm. That, that there's power released in taking a firm stand. In other words, God needs you and I to understand that there's a power and an anointing that's released when you and I will make a decision to stand firm in what we're going to believe, that we're going to stand firm and, and not just, just casually. We, we, too many times we casually stand firm on things like this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That we, we believe things in the word of God when it's convenient or when it's politically correct and all of those things. But God wants you and I to take a complete stand firm. And so what he's saying is, he's, so God had them pick up these stones, put them on the banks of the river so it could serve as a memorial to generations later of what God brought them through but also as a reminder to the generations that would come later that God brought them through it because they took a stand firm because see it's not just enough that you and I talk about what God can do but we have to also show people how God will do it and, and God wants to bless you and I. That's why the word of God says that he, he wants to bless you and I abundantly. It's, he says in, in, in John 10 and 10 that the enemy comes but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants to bless you and I abundantly, but we also have to understand and, and not just tell people that, but show them how we step into that abundance. That's what this word is about. God's saying enough just talking about it, enough just praying about it. I want to show you this, this year, God wants to take you on a journey where you can step into that kind of abundant life where you will have total victory. Total victory in every area. See, it makes me excited because I can see how God has set the stage for this to already happen in so many people's lives. And if you will let him and, and you will receive the word of the Lord and you will, you will take this kind of stand and you say, yes, God, yes, God, I, I, I need your hand to come in my hand and, and we're going to do this thing because I, I, I need to see total victory in my life. I'm telling you, when we celebrate January 1st, 2024, you'll be able to give God real praise because you, you, your life isn't going to look anything like what it does right now if you will get a hold of what God wants to do in your life starting right now, and you'll let him do it this year. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to take a stand firm. Take a stand firm. L listen, w w that, 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 that in, 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 in uh, Joshua chapter 4, when he says, where the, when they told him to when he said to pick up the stones where the priest stood firmly 
the reason we are starting this year with a, with a time of fasting and prayer is this is you and I saying, God, we're going to stand firm on some things. These are, these are the things that we're going to believe you for. God, we're going to stand firm and create a space for God to, for you to move. So God, I'm going to give you the first part of my year. I'm going to stand firm on your promises. God, I know it isn't going to be easy. I know there's going to be some trouble coming my way, but Lord, this is me standing firm so that it's you and I showing everyone who's watching us. And you don't have to go around and tell people you're fasting and pray. You don't need to do it. It'll show up. Every year when we go through a fasting prayer, it will show up in church. You just start sensing the anointing and the power of God start getting stronger and stronger. I'm telling you, so you need to be able to come starting next Sunday expecting. And we need to tell everybody who's missing and sick today, if they didn't watch online, they need to come expecting. And they need to watch this word and, and get ready for God to, to put them in a place where, where they can come and be ready and be expecting for God to move. What this fast is about is, is, it, is you and I saying, God, I'm standing firm right here where I am. So God, I'm going to give this up or I'm going to fast this way or I'm going to do it that way. Get the packet of information and do your fast your way, what works for you, and do it in a manner that it's you saying, God, I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to believe for what you're going to do in my life. I'm going to take three days or seven days or I, 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 I'm going to do it however I'm going to do it. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place these stones that, so that others can see, God, what you were able to do. In the text that we read right there in 2 Kings 13. It's powerful when it's important. 2 Kings 13. There's a couple verses that we read. The, the, we, I read that because I, I want to lay this out for you. The Bible says that the young man, there was a young man and an old prophet in the text. And, and, and the prophet says to him, he says, take the bows and arrows and go to the window. I want you to really hear the word of the Lord, but I hear the Lord speaking to you and I. He says, take the bow and arrows and I want you to go to the window. Because he had him go to the window. As we read in the text, there was a battle with the Syrians going on. And it could be seen from the window. And he tells him, I want you to aim like you're going to shoot. The Bible says that the prophet got out of his sick bed where he was dying. And he put his hands on the young king's hands. I kept reading that over and over and over this week. That when he put his hands on the young king's hands. And that's what really began to minister to me for you today. He put his hands on the young king's hands. Hands on hands. Think about it this way. The strength, the strength of the, uh, of the young man, but the direction of the old. The, the young man's hands were, were, were there, and he told him to get that bow and arrow, and he said, get it ready like you're going to shoot. But how many of you know the first time I ever shot a bow and arrow, it did not go anywhere near I needed it to go. I mean, it was a good thing I was in a wide open space, all right? I, pretty similarly with a gun, too, when I actually tried it. And it wasn't very good at first. And it went, I don't know, 25 feet off to the side of where it really should have went. And what you really needed, as I learned what I really needed, I could identify with this, is it was, it was the youth of, it was the youth, the, the, the strength of the young, but it was the direction of the old. And it really wasn't until grand, my grandfather came over and it was, it was the, the direction and the wisdom of the old to say, uh-uh, see, you're holding it too carelessly, he would say. You're holding it too carelessly. He said, you have to be more intentional about what you're doing. 
and I learned there. So I could identify immediately with this text. When, when, when the prophet puts his hands on the young king's hands, his hands on the, on the young king's hands, it's the zeal of the young man, but the wisdom of the old. Think about it this way. It's the supernatural hands coming on natural hands. That right there is what I begin to see for you and I in this year. It's the supernatural hands of God coming on our natural hands for this year. That's what we need, the supernatural hands of God so that everything that we touch, so that every outreach we do, every distribution, everything that we do up here with the, with the Dream Center, that every computer and every meeting that gets held and every person from the community that seeks us out for help, that it is his supernatural hands on our hands. I mean, Cynthia, just imagine for a moment that as people walk in the office doors up there and that you greet them, right, as they come in the door, because you're right in front, uh, and, and, and as you greet them as they come in the door and they start seeking out help for whatever their itch, it, situation is, imagine that if his hands are on our hands, and then when our hands go to help their hands, that there would be a supernatural encounter. I mean, to where it's not just that we're helping them, but that there is a divine turnaround, a divine reversal for their life. So that every result that we see in our city and our community, see, that's why I believe this word is a now word for our church and for our city, that this is what is gonna bring a divine turnaround for our community, for our families, for our church, when we allow his hands to come on our hands. See, so much of what we do, and I've been guilty of this in my life, where I do a lot of things without his hands. Did you just hear that? My, that that's my Apple Watch saying, I'm not sure I understand. That's because you, you ain't connected to the spirit world, you goofy thing. Good Lord Almighty. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even ask it a question. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There, are, there have been many times in my life where I've tried to do what I thought were, uh, was a good thing because not all good things are godly things. Not, not everything goodly is godly. And we'll, we often try to do in the church and the body of Christ good things, but they're not God things. This is a word that is God's strategy for this year. He's saying, if you will allow me to put my hands on your hands, then when you put your hands on other people, it will be as if my hands, oh my God, are you hearing what I'm saying? It will be as if my hands alone are touching them. In other words, when we start laying hands and praying for people, as we, as we launch the Dream Center, we're going to revolutionize and we're trying to figure out a strategy of how to adjust and even redo our distributions so that we can make sure it's not just food, but that we get the opportunity to pray with these people and, and provide ministry. Enough is enough. We've got to make sure that we're able to reach people and help them and pray for them if they, what if they don't want, just drive on through. But if you want prayer, that when we lay hands on you, it's as if there's the supernatural hands of God from the heavens touching you. But I don't want to just pray holy, empty, religious-sounding prayers that do nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That, that, that gone are those days. That, that God is not in that. God doesn't need you and I to pray empty prayers that sound good but that are doing nothing. That really what we need is our prayers to superimpose, to reach up and bring heaven to earth. 
That's what real prayer is supposed to be. That, that's why we pray. It's for you and I to reach into the heavens, into the spirit realm, and bring down from what God has already spoken over our lives and bring it to the natural so that it would manifest. I hope you understand. That's why I get excited about prayer. That's why I, I march and tread and shout and clap when I, when I get in here and start praying because I understand what is happening in the spirit while I'm praying in the natural, literally by the spirit of God, I'm reaching up into the heavens. When he said that all of his promises are yes and amen, I'm pulling the promises down for you. When, when, when I'm praying for healing, I'm reaching up by the spirit of God. I'm bringing healing down for you and prosperity down for you. And, and, and miracle working power and praying over this city down. I, I kept thinking, I had another meeting and they said again, Pastor, you need to run for, for office. We really need you in the city. I said, no. And I started realizing, no, no, no. See, that's a distraction. And I, I love politics. All It'd be great. It'd be fun. But that's not my assignment. It's not what I'm anointed to do. And that's the enemy trying to distract me from my purpose getting me excited and having me pondering it. Finally, the Lord spoke to me. He said, no, 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 no. All you need is my hands need to be on your hands. And when you put your hands on somebody, because I had a meeting with someone about they needed an endorsement, I said, well, let me talk to you. And, and then when God gave me this word, I thought, okay, God, so when you, when you allow us to have your hands on our hands and the church gets motivated, that's where we're going to start seeing real results. If someone said to me this week, how are we ever going to turn this city around? And then God spoke this word. It's when we allow his hands to come on our hands. We have to stop looking to elected officials and everybody else for an answer. Guess what? The answer isn't even in Washington. It's not there. The answer is in the body of Christ. The answer is in the church. The church needs, I'm telling you, the church of America needs his hands on our hands again. What's wrong? Why we don't have church like we used to? I remember church like I grew up in. I mean, we had revival in a United Methodist Church in McHenry, Maryland. I mean, packed to the walls. We didn't, we couldn't even, there was nowhere to sit. I remember standing along the side aisles in revival because we couldn't get anybody else in the building. And so we had to stand to have church. And I mean, the anointing and the power of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were moving in the United Methodist Church right there in Deep Creek, Maryland. I remember like it was yesterday. And you know why it moved? Because his hands were on our hands. It wasn't about a denomination. We didn't allow that to separate it and make us think, oh, well, the gifts can't move here. That pastor didn't care. He said, I just want more of God, whatever God wants to do. And he came with the word of God and he had the attitude. It was his hands on our hands. If you and I will get a hold of that word and say, God, I need your hands on my hands then everything we'll put our hand to, we're going to start see changing. Oh, hallelujah. His hands on our hands for the year. I started saying when the clock struck this morning, I, di I didn't really want to get up. I stayed up, watched the ball drop, you know, I prayed in the new year. And as I was bringing in the new year and all of that, I, I got out of bed and just said, oh, Lord, you know, it'd be nice not to have to do this today. Right? I even walked in and told Lois, I was like, oh, I'll tell you what, I didn't want to get up. But then the Lord said, but aren't you glad you get to do this? And I thought, come on, Lord. And then I remembered this word. It made me excited for what this year will bring with his hands on our hands. That we, we can't have church on our own strength. I'm telling you from this day forward, every time we enter this place, whether it's for prayer or church or some meeting or whatever it is, or when the, when the staff shows up on Tuesday to start uh, opening the offices again and start the brand new year, we need to come in there with that attitude. Can you believe we get to do this? 
Can you believe we get to affect the kingdom of God? We get to bring influence with the kingdom of God. Can you believe that we are going to be history makers and city changers this year? And have that kind of ad every time we open Norma's closet, every time we have a food dish. Do you believe we get to do this? Do you believe we, 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 we get to affect change? Do you believe every day we're going to get to change somebody's life? Do you believe that we get to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover? Because I'm not believing for partial victory. I'm believing for total victory because it's his hands on our hands. That's what I'm believing God for. I, I, I got I to gotta move or else I'll never get through what I want to tell you today. Uh, I'm telling you, his hands on our hands. He, 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 listen, Elisha had a double portion of the Holy Spirit. Elisha represents the supernatural power of God. I'm telling you, you and I cannot fight and we cannot win in our own power and ability. That's why we need his hands on our hands. It requires hands on hands to obtain this complete victory. We're, we're not going to be able to step into complete total victory in our, in our lives this year if we don't have God's hands on our hands. It's going to require that to step into success, to step into what God really wants to bless and how he wants to really just do revolutionary things in our life. I, I, I believe this. I started thinking, I said, Lord, I'm scared. I'm scared if we, the church, if we go into and we go through this new year with, with our bow and with our arrow and in our strength and in our ability, and I'm scared that if we go into battle of what the outcome would be. I believe no more that God doesn't want you and I to go into any battle. He don't, listen, by battle, I mean go up against the enemy. By to try to deal with things in our own strength and our own ability. God, he, we need his hands on our hands. We, we need to go in with, with our bow and with our arrow. And, and, and I, I'm going to start bringing this all together for you in a moment. And, and because we cannot do it in our own ability. I've watched the highs and lows of Christians far too long where we have absolute mental breakdowns when things start going wrong in life. And the reason is because is his hand isn't on our hand. And if we will live our life with his hand on our hand, we'll know that everything we touch, everything we put our hand to, that it will prosper. That's what the word of God declares, that everything we start putting our hand to it, it is going to prosper. Everything that we do, because it is his hand on our hand. So it is if God has touched it all himself. Hallelujah. So we need his hands on our hands. We need his hands on our hands. And if you, if you and I fast and pray, his hands are going to come onto our hands and we're going to have complete victory. That's why I'm going to bring this all together about fasting in this time of prayer. Because what is going to get his hands on our hands is fasting and prayer. I'm going to show you in the word, hallelujah. It takes discipline sometimes. Sometimes it takes sacrifice because the church has been playing church for far too long, almost a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And God needs to know that you and I are serious. And so what fasting, a time of fasting and prayer does is it gets the attention of heaven. It lets God know, hey, they're hungry after what I really want to do in their life. It lets God know that we're serious. Thank you, Lord. So we, we, we need to understand that right away. We're, we're on the verge of getting the attention of heaven through fasting and prayer. As we fast and as we pray, his hands will be upon our hands. And we need that. We need that because it, it, that's what's going to bring forth passion. That's going to bring forth the, 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 and, and release the fire of God and all the things that we need upon our life. And so in the text, back to the text, in the, in the text, Elisha told the king, he, he told him, he said, I need you to go to the window. 
So he, 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 he told him to go to the window. I want, I want to pause there for a minute. Elisha told that young king, go to the window. And here's what I heard the Lord say. I heard the spirit of the Lord say that he's, he's going to give you and I a, a window of opportunity this year. But it's going to take his hands on your hands to do what he has given you the opportunity to do. I said, he's going to give you a window of opportunity this year. That's what this, this prophet had the king go to the open window. God's saying, I want to give my people a window of opportunity. In other words, there are things that we've desired to see happen in our lives, and we've been waiting for them to manifest. We even get, I don't know about you, but I get frustrated seeing when is it going to happen. This even all lines up with the Dream Center. We wanted to see it all just like this out of the school building. And every hiccup that you could imagine has happened, every delay, every issue, every legal problem that you could ever imagine happens out there. And, and so when, when God said, you know, no, use what you have. And so we made that decision. I announced it at the gala. We're going to use the church building behind this one and the properties back there to start launching and starting and using what we have. This is the window of opportunity. So immediately, this is one for the church, but God wants to give you a window of opportunity. I mean, there are things that you've desired, things that you've had vision for, things that you've even gotten frustrated about because it hasn't happened yet, but you've desired it for your life. God is saying, just like here in the text, he's saying he wants to give you a window of opportunity, but it is going to take his hands to be on your hands for you to be able to take advantage of this opportunity to do so. God's not going to give a, 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 a God's not going to give you an opportunity and have you just go around obstacles. Hear me, but He's going to have you go through it. I alluded to that in, in, as I was opening this morning. In other words, when 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 obstacles come your way, starting right now, don't pray for God to help you go around them. But I need you to pray, God. I thank you that Your hands are on my hands, and we're going to go through it. When you when you shoot a bow and arrow, right? Anything in its path, it's going to go through right? You and I need to understand the analogy that's being laid out here for, in other words, that bow, when you, when you shoot it, it's going to go in a, hopefully, pretty straight. But it's not going to, if you shoot it at a tree, it's not going to go around the tree and then pick up the track again. No, that's the mentality that often you and I have when it comes to obstacles that come in our life that we just want to go around them. We want to avoid them. No, the Bible says that trouble is going to come. But you and I need to understand that what God wants you and I to do, he said, I'm giving you a window of opportunity, but do not be deceived. Do, do, not, do, not, do, not, do not think wrongly. He said, I need you to not even pray incorrectly that you need to, instead of praying about going around problems, you need to pray that I'm going to give you the strength to go through them. That's why he had him go to the window and aim like he's going to shoot. He said, I need you to see the window of opportunity that you have right now. He gave him an amazing opportunity to bring victory to the whole situation, and the king messed it up. He, he, he ended up messing it up right here in the text. God is going to give you and I a window of opportunity, and I, do not mess it up. Don't think that you're not going to have trouble, but I want you to have a new outlook on trouble when it comes, starting right now, that you're not going to overcome it, and that trouble is not going to overcome you, but that his hands are going to be on your hands, and so whatever trouble that you are facing that is opposing you, that you are going to go through it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to go through it. 
Amen. It's not going to cause us to back up or, 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 or lose any ground or cause me to have to take a detour. But I just declare and decree there will be no detours in 2023. I'm not going to have to go around any obstacle, but I'm going to go through every obstacle. Yes, that means it's going to be challenging. Yes, that means it's going to be difficult. But it means I'm going to have to stay in an attitude of prayer and fasting this year so that I have the ability and I have his strength, his anointing on my hands, so his hands are on my hands, so that we have the ability to go through it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So he told him, go to the window. I'm giving you this window of opportunity. Hallelujah. We're going to have a window of opportunity. He said, he said to the open window, he said to open the window eastward, he told him, because there was a battle and they looked in the face of the Syrian army. Hallelujah. In other words, that's why I said don't, don't think there won't be enemies. Don't think there's not going to be ad adversities and obstacles this year. There will be. That's why he had them look out and see that there was obstacles. There were enemies out there. You and I need to not be naive and thinking it's going to be easy just because God says his hand will be on our hand. You need to have the understanding that there will still be obstacles. There will still be battles and things ahead. But, but, but blessed be the God. He's going to give you and I the strength and the ability with his hand on our, on our hands. Hallelujah. That we can't just look at the obstacles. Don't just look at the, uh, at the battles. Just don't look at the problems. Just don't even just look at the arrows that we're carrying. Because just like in the text, he had bow and he had an arrows. I'm thankful that uh, even as we come against the enemy, that I'm not just going to go around the enemy. I'm going to go through the enemy. Every trap that the enemy has set, we're going to go right through it. That's the kind of uh, belief in the anointing that I have for this year, that we're going to go right through. We're going to go right through him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So the text says that, 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 that the, the, the prophet had the young king shoot the arrow. And, and God said to the, through the prophet, he says, how am I going to give you complete victory over the, over the Syrians? But the, the young king made a mistake. If we would read on in the text, he made a, a little bit of a mistake in the, in, in the text. The mistake that he made was he basically folded his arms and said, well, if God's going to do it, if God's going to give the victory, then, then I'm not going to do it. Then, then I don't need to. It's, it's kind of you and I having that mentality and that belief that, well, if God said in his word, then, it, then he's going to do it. Right. Instead of recognizing that we have a part to play in it. Instead of recognizing that God's word has promised us some things. But I also have learned that there are many of God's promises that are conditional on what we do. And our, our expectation and what we're believing him for. That we do have a part to play. Hallelujah. And the prophet, and the prophet said, to the king, he told him, he said, take the arrows and I want you to smite the ground. Now, what, you got to watch the, the text carefully because the, the prophet told the, the young king, he said, take the arrows and smite the ground. And he didn't tell him how much. He just told him to smite the ground. And the, the Bible says that the, the young king smite the ground three times and he stopped. And Elisha told him, he said, if he... If he said, if you hadn't have just hit the ground three times and stopped, in other words, if you hadn't have just done it passively, if you hadn't just taken them arrows and hit the ground three times casually and without any effort, he said, you would have been able to receive complete and total victory. In other words, if you had been more intentional, 
if you had been more aggressive. He said, you just kind of took them and just, just tapping the ground. He said, there, there, there was no in, in being intentional with it. There was, it wasn't you really believing God for anything. You didn't have any real effort. He said, so because you, you did that, he said, if you had just done it with some effort and with some passion, he said, you would have had total victory. Oh, hallelujah. God is speaking to you and I about, you and I need to take our arrows. What are the arrows? I believe that the arrows are found in Matthew chapter 6. Oh, Matthew chapter 6, a great chapter of Scripture. The same chapter where he has, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In that same chapter earlier on, this particular chapter, this is the chapter that says, when you pray, when you fast, and when you give. I love the way it lays it out because he says, when you pray, this is what I'll do. When you fast, this is what I'll do. When you give, this is what I'll do. It's his contract with you and I. As we begin the new year, God's saying, as you pray and as you fast, these are our arrows. Are you hearing? Because we don't have actual arrows that we're going to smite the ground with. But this is what I begin to hear the Lord saying, is these are the arrows we're going to take. And we're going we're gonna to smite the very ground of where we live and the, and the area that we have claimed to be the Lord's. And we're going to smite the ground with intentionality and with passion. That we're not going to just... Uh, uh, come after and, and, and approach the fast and this, this, these 21 days of prayer and fasting just casually and be like, oh, well, I'm going to see how I feel and do the very best that I can. No, because then you're going to have the same result this year as you've had before. We need to approach this with passion and with zeal and with intentionality and, and, and not be like the young king and just sort of like, oh, well, I'll fast when I feel like it. Imagine if God starts blessing you when he feels like it. And we start saying, God, I desperately need your hand on my hands. And in order to get God's hand on our hands, it's going to take time of us fasting, praying, and giving. We are a giving people. And so as we dedicate and we go on beyond our giving and we fast and we pray, and we're going to take time in our services to pray specifically over things and things that we're believing God for and our city and our families and our wall of prayer and for one another. And as we do that, we're going to believe for total victory, but total victory, not because of us, but because of his hands are going to be on our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he says right there in Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom. He says, he says, seek ye first the kingdom. That way, when you fast, when you pray and when you give, these are the things that I'm going to be able to do for you. This fast is, the fast will happen. But, and I know there will, there will always be, because there always is people who will just be passive about it. But I don't want you and I as a church to be passive. I want you and I to approach it with intentionality, with this is what I'm believing you for, God. This is what I'm believing for your hands or my hands to do through this fast. I always encourage people. I'm, maybe some of you aren't a journal or a journaler or anything like that, but even if you're not, I want you to write it down. What you are going to believe God to do in this fast, what you need his hands to come on your hands for. It doesn't even have to just pertain corporately to the church. Yes, there are things we want to see God do in this city. I started driving down Connellsville Street this year, and I said, well, that's house and that house is the Lord's. I picked the first two that I'm believing for to be the Lord's. I already did it. I don't, they don't even know that they're about to sell them, but they are. 
because I called it to be for the Lord, right? I, 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 but there may be things personally for you. It could be financial. It could be relational. It could be uh, offense. It could be bitterness. It could be anger that's inside of you. But there might be some things that you say, God, I need your hands to come on my hands so that I can have total victory over this or in this situation. I want you to write it down so that you, you can keep it and, and before you so that, so that you have something to keep looking at that will cause you to be a passionate about this fast, that it'll cause you to take it serious every day and not just be like, oh, I don't know, that little Debbie looks really good right now. Or compromise and saying, oh, I know I'm supposed to be faster, but yeah, let's go to Red Lobster anyway. I've learned something. When you are really serious about fasting, it don't matter. Even when you get hungry, it won't cause you to break your fast. Oh, it got quiet all of a sudden. I know, I've broken a fast a time or two too. I'm not going to deny it, right? But I tell people, don't beat yourself up over it. Just, just say, Lord, I screwed up and go right back to it the next day. I've done it. I'm screwed up, right? Listen, but, but th- it doesn't matter. When you are fasting something or it's a, you're fasting your favorite soft drink or in my case, coffee or whatever it may be. Listen, there, when you are intentional about it and when you really want to see God's hands come on your hands and you really want to see a result, there's not your most favorite dessert in the world that will cause you to break that fast because you having total victory means more. And when God sees that, when God sees Angela and I pass up our favorite soft drinks, right? God's saying, hey, I can work with that. To you, it might just mean a soft drink. See, to some people, it might not mean much, but God knows that some of those things are idols in my life. God knows that there, my coffee and my Pepsi is like, mm-hmm. The, the office laughs at me all the time. I sit down at lunch, and I've got a Pepsi and a coffee. And all day, I've got that Keurig going. I mean, it's just like boom, 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 boom. You know, we wear them out because I use it so much because it's a part of me. But when I give that up, God says, hey, look, at it's not as important. You mean victory is more important to him than that goofy coffee? See, it may sound simple to some of you. You might be fasting of another nature. It might be a meal or fasting all food for you for a day or something. It could show up differently for you. But when God sees that, he said, I can work with that. I see that there's a passion and a desire and a zeal. And so now I can see that they're serious about, they want my hands on their hands, that they're, they're, they really want to see this come to, to, to manifest in their life. I hope you're hearing what the word of the Lord's saying to you today. He wants you to have complete victory and you'll get his attention. When you and I fast, when you and I pray, and when you give, those are three arrows. Why, why, do, I, why do I refer to it that way? Because when you and I go through this fast, this is what I want you to see. When, when you use the fasting arrow, when you and I start fasting in whatever capacity you can fast, that it, fasting is you hitting the enemy for 21 days over and over and over again. Fasting is a weapon against the enemy. All right? The enemy doesn't want you and I to fast. Because when you and I fast, I always tell people, when you fast and you start getting hungry, that's the spirit trying to say pray. Right? You wouldn't even know you're hungry if you'll make use of the hunger pain and say, hey, I'm going to pray. Father, right now I need strength because I'm, 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 I'm thinking about a steak. But Lord, I thank you that you're going to help me get through this day of fasting or whatever it might be. 
fasting is, is a weapon against the enemy. It heightens your spiritual senses and, 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 and to where you are more sensitive to what God is saying to the spiritual things going on around you. It helps you identify the devil, the devils that you might be living with or uh, communicating with and you didn't realize they were a devil because they were disguised, amen. I've recognized it. It'll start revealing things. Fasting is a weapon. And when you, if you will dedicate and say, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a part of this fasting and prayer beginning on next Sunday the 8th. I'm going to do it for 21 days. I've never done something like this. And you set it up whatever way you can. And if you fast, that's a weapon. If you will pray, that is a weapon. Oh, hallelujah. And then we already know everybody in this place is a giver. I'm thankful that we have a giving church. And your giving is a weapon. I don't have time to preach it, but I'm telling you, your giving is a weapon. Every time you give to the kingdom of God, it's a weapon against the enemy. It is you letting the enemy know you ain't taking this. Don't have time to go there. It is a weapon. When you put the three of those together and you fast and you pray and you give, these are the arrows that you are using against the enemy. These are the arrows you're going to use against everything of opposition that you are believing God to overcome. Amen. Remember, Jesus even fasted. Jesus was even praying. He did it for 40 days. Total victory is going to require participation. If you want to see total victory in your life this year, it's going to require you to participate in this in some capacity to do what you can. There's many, many, many examples through the word of God of people who prayed and fasted. Esther was another example of one who, who, who used fasting when, 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 when Haman wanted to annihilate the people of God. The Bible says she fasted for just three days, but she was intentional. It was three days, but she was intentional. She didn't just tap her arrow. She said, I'm going to fast for three days, and I'm going to believe God. She didn't say, oh, I think I'm going to just see how this goes, and if I feel like it next Sunday and I'm not too hungry, I'll, maybe I'll try that fast. Right? She was intentional about it, amen, intentional to have victory, glory to God. If you're going to fast and pray through this time, you need to make up your mind that, that, that you, you, you will give enough effort to prayer, fasting, and all of these things. Decide, God, I'm coming after you. That's what this is about. In order for you and I to get his hand on our hand, it really comes down to a simple decision. God, I'm coming after you. God, I'm getting your attention, that we're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna get your attention. I'm, I'm going to demonstrate my hunger for you by giving up something that, that I long for. God, I'm going to let you know that beyond just food, I'm going to give up my favorite beverage in the world. God, to let you know that victory, total victory for my life, for this church, for our city, there are going to be people that are going to reap the benefits this year of our fasting and prayer. I want everyone under the sound of my voice, I want everybody in our congregation who isn't here, who's been out for weeks and sick and through the holidays to reap the benefits of our time of fasting and prayer. I mean, I, I, so we, they can look back next year and say, my God, God was good to me this year. Because I want them to be able to see you and I going desperately after God. Hallelujah. If you'll, if you'll fast, if you'll pray and if you'll give. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will partner with you and I and put his hands on your hands. Then you and I will be able to do it. Then we will be able to have total victory. We'll be able to have total victory. Hallelujah. I'm believing God for total victory this year. God's hands coming on our hands during this fast. 
I know I'm preaching it a week early because I wanted to get your, your mind and your spirit set to, to be in a position to take it serious. God, we need your hands on our hands. We, I need your hands on my hands for my family's sake. I need your hands on my hands, God, for, for the people that I'm believing that you're going to touch through me this year. God, I need your hands on my hands so that when I lay hands on the sick, they will recover without question. I, I need your hands on my hands so that when we pray for healing like we do for Angela or others this year, there's no question that it, it'll be total victory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is why this fast is important, that, that, that we can get his hands on ours. Gone are the days where we're going to pray for little breakthroughs and little uh, alleviations and, and, and things that are burdening us and weighing us down. But I want you and I to have total victory. That's what this text represents. The, 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 the prophet said to him, if you hadn't have been so passive, you would have had total victory. In other words, church, if you and I will be intentional and we will be aggressive about this fast, God says, then, then I can give you the total victory. Everything you desire, everything that, that, that you have vision for, the vision statement that hangs on the wall of our church back there and that's in every welcome pack and is on our website and Everybody that ever comes here gets a copy of it. God said, I'll give that all to you. I'll give you a total victory. I'll give you everything in it. Give it all to you. God will give you the visions. He even says in his word that he will give you and I the desires of our heart. What are the desires of your heart? He said, I'll give you a total victory. But I need you to be intentional. I need you to take it and be passionate about it. How are we going to do that? Through our fasting and time of prayer this year. And then we're setting ourselves up for total victory to see all the things that God will do and how he'll turn some things around. I want to see God turn things around on people on that wall. I want to see God turn some things around in some of our families and situations because he's a God of the great turnaround. He's a God of the great turnaround. Hallelujah. And there are so many examples of God turning things around. Uh, just a few weeks ago, remember, mom got a phone call and was just broken because her car blew up September 17th, her birthday. Motor blew. And it was going to be something like $7,000 for a brand new And she was just like, Lord Jesus. So we got to looking online and the, and the Hyundai dealership never bothered to say, hey, there's a problem. Maybe this will fix it. And we had it at one garage downtown and they had it nine, ten weeks, never even looked at the car. And so we ended up having it towed to Washington and they looked at it and then they came back and said, nope. Sorry, it's not our problem. It's going to be about seven, eight thousand dollars, and she was just broken. And I said, "Mom, I, 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 I didn't even have it in me that day to." It was just sometimes it's strange how the Lord allows me to either minister or not minister, console or not console. And I didn't. It was like there was. It wasn't being mean, but there was nothing on me or in me to console her, and yet she was broken. And to some people, that might come across hard. But the only thing I said was, "It ain't over till it's over." I said, it ain't over yet. And she said, what do you mean they said? And I said, but, but they don't have the final word. And that's really all I could say. They, they, they don't have the final word. It ain't over yet. I said, don't you know that God's a, a, a God of the 11th hour? That, that's just who he is. That's, he likes to, to kind of show up and it look like no, and then he shows up and be like, ta-da, you know, that's the God that we serve, right? And so sometime ago, I said, we need to appeal this. And I said, you, you don't just take the word of the, the guy there in the, in the garage. I said, get on the phone with the manager. Let's see what's going on. So a couple of days later, the manager calls her and he says, you know, 
He says, you know, I was looking this over and he says, you know, it just doesn't make sense that this isn't our problem. And he said, we're going to take some more photos of the inside of that engine and I'm going to send them off to Hyundai. And he said, we'll just see. Mama ain't here, so I'm going to give her testimony. And he said, we're going to see. He said, it was something a day or two. And a couple of days later, he calls her. He says, well, he said, after all, it is our problem. He says, we're going to put a brand new motor in that thing. He said, we'll order a new motor and all everything that we're going to need with that. He said, it's not going to cost you anything. So instead of her having to pay seven, I think it was $7,600, she got $7,600 basically covered for her to get a new motor in her car. Hallelujah. And her, her car is like a 2011 are you hearing me? It's way out of warranty, right? It's not like it's new. It's been out of warranty. It's got miles on it, all those things. But Hyundai came back and said, oh, no, you've taken care of the car. You've changed the oil. You've done the things necessary. This is our problem. And we've got a bunch of others out here that, that are lined up like yours now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The favor of God. See, it looked like God wasn't going to show up. God often does that. I'm telling you that because you're going to face some obstacles this year. But God is a God that likes to make it kind of look like he ain't coming through. Because do you really believe? Do you really believe that he's a God of total victory? Because he, he, he will do that. It will kind of look like maybe he ain't going to show up and symptoms don't lighten up. But then he parts the curtain and is like, ta-da, you know, here I am. Did, did you think I wasn't going to show up for you? We serve a ta-da kind of God. Do you believe that? That's the God that we serve, that he's a God of total victory. That's what we're going to see this year. That's the kind of moment I'm believing we're going to see for the, our city this year, for our families, for one another this year. Some ta-da moments where he's going to just show up and make himself seem big. Hallelujah. Make himself, God, God told me this just the other day, as I always strategize for the year ahead and start planning out the year, what's going to be when and what I'm going to do this and what I hear him saying. And he said, Adam, I need each one to reach one this year. I said, what do you mean, God? He said, I need each one in the church to reach one person. We're going to do that week after week after week. He said, if you really want to grow, he said, it's going to grow because my hand is going to be, oh, you need to start hearing the word of the Lord. My hand will be on their hand. And when their hand starts touching someone, each one will reach one. And as they reach them, no, gone are the days where you're going to start praying for the, for the harvest, but, but you're going to start reaching it and obtaining the harvest. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So coming up in the next few weeks, as we go through this fast and as we end it, we're going to launch that each one reach one. So you need to start praying through your fast. God, who do you want me to reach? Some of them are unchurched, ungodly. I started praying already. There's a prostitute that roams this community and comes up by the office sometimes. I know y'all look, I'm believing God's going to reach her. Come on. I'm believing that. I'm believing there, there was a, a girl uh, that was uh, uh, completely buzzed out on the fr front steps of the Dream Center up here, the church behind us. And I mean, what do they call it? I forget, you know, tweaked, you know, completely passed out on the ramp up there. And I just thought, Lord. I just thank you that you're going to deliver her total victory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That she'll be able to walk by that ramp and say, you know, I used to lay there completely tweaked out on drugs, but I, I'm in total victory. I, I'm believing that God's going to help us to reach those people, but also people in our circle, in our family, in our buildings, our neighbors, things like that. Are you hearing me? So each one, reach one. I want you to start praying right now. If you need to write down a list for you to start praying over during this fast, that God's going to give us total victory for them. Total victory in the name of Jesus that we're each one going to be able to reach one in these coming weeks. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Total victory. Are you hearing the word of the Lord? I'm going to stop right there because I feel the, the leading of the Holy Spirit for us to literally pray 
over that right there, the people that we're going to reach, the arrows that we're carrying, that this time of prayer, fasting, and giving, that we're going to be intentional about it, that we're going to be, be, be absolute about it, that we're not going to be passive about it, and that as we go through this week, use this as a week of strategy. Write down what you want God to do during the fast. Write down your each one, reach ones, and, and be intentional about it and say, Lord, this is what I'm fasting for. And as God sees your intentionality and he sees your seriousness, that's what will get his hand to come on your hand to begin to move in the name of Jesus. And we'll start having favor in places we never thought we'd have favor. Influence with people we never thought we'd have influence. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You'll start seeing God, the whole power of the Holy Spirit, ministering to people we thought we're never going to get right with God. They're going to get right with God. Because we're fasting and praying for total victory in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Total victory. Total victory in our lives and and many different instances. If you're able to and you can, would you stand to your feet? I want us to close this morning with with prayer. We're going to pray right here over this in the name of Jesus. Each one's going to reach one. There's going to be intention. We're we're not going to be passive. We're not going to be passive during this time, but God's about to do something in our lives in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, right now, God, that you are a mighty God. I thank you, Lord, right now, as what I sense the just the leading and the unction of the, your Holy Spirit, God, and you, you just said, pray now. Pray now. Father, I thank you that, Lord, each one is going to reach one. God, I thank you that this is a year, that, God, you are leading us into a time of total victory, that, Lord, you are leading us into a time of great influence. But, God, I pray over the people that are hearing this word right now, God, those that will hear it even later, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, we would take and there would be a passion that would rise up within us. God, that we, would, we wouldn't be just passive, but that, God, we would be passionate, God, about this time of prayer and fasting. And that, God, we would have some real intentional desires and answers that, God, we want to see accomplished in the days ahead, I pray. God, in the weeks ahead, I pray. That, God, I thank you. Lord, I just rebuke all passiveness, God, now. I rebuke all religious routine, God, of fasting and prayer. And, God, I pray as we begin this new year, I I am decreeing and declaring that, Lord, it would be a year of total victory. I'm decreeing and I'm declaring, Almighty God, that this would be a year, Lord, where we'll see influence. And, God, we're going to see you move and minister in powerful ways. God, I pray right now, God, over names and people that we have influence with, that, God, it's not just about building the church and building your kingdom, but, Lord, it's about changing lives. And, Lord, each one is going to reach one. So, Father, you know who they are before we ever even know who they are. So, Father, I thank you that even now that, God, you're preparing their minds and their lives and their hearts, God, to receive that, Lord, as we reach out, God, through this time of prayer and fasting, God, you're going to do extraordinary things that, Lord, yes, the prostitutes and yes, God, those that are addicted and those that are bound by things and, God, those that are bound in some form of addiction and, God, those that are broken, Lord, and and bloodied and abandoned and abused, God, I thank you that, Lord, you would give us a heart and give us, God, the passion to reach them in the name of Jesus. I pray, I pray right now that, Lord, we're going we're gonna to put our arrows into the ground 
passion, with passion, God, not passively, God. And so as we pray, as we fast, Lord, as we give during this time this year, God, I pray that, Lord, we're going to see your hands come on our hands. So, Father, I pray right now, Lord, we just dedicate, Lord, to this, this, these next 21 days to you. God, we dedicate them to you. And, God, we say, Lord, as we go through this time of prayer and fasting, the Lord, we ask that your hands will come upon our hands and everything that we touch and everywhere we go and every person we lay hands on, God, and every, everything that we place our hands to, that God will see you showing up. That, Lord, we're going to come in every week and there's going to be testimonies, God, of you showing up and your hands being on our hands and, and the goodness and the power and the anointing of God at work in God areas and situations and circumstances in people's lives. So, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you, Lord, for your hands will be on our hands. And I thank you as our, your hands are on our hands and our hands begin to reach out to others that each one will reach one. And, Lord, we're going to see the benefits and the fruit of your hands being at work in our lives. And God will give you the glory and the honor. I thank you, Lord, for another year. I thank you, Lord, there are people that didn't come into this new year with us that we loved and that we lost. But Lord, I thank you that we have woke up this morning with breath and air in our lungs and that God, the a vision and the tenacity, God, to take on another year. So Lord, I thank you, Lord, and I celebrate you right now for victory this year, for total victory in our life. I just prophesy and declare that over our lives, total victory in the name of Jesus, in our lives, over our lives, and everything we touch and put our hand to, that there will be total victory in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we'll give you the glory and we give you the honor for it and we bless you. God, as we leave this place, God, I pray for total victory to begin in their lives. God, as, as people that are missing today and, and, and sick and recovering, Lord, I pray total victory over them in the name of Jesus. And God, those that are dealing with other issues, total victory in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would just allow this to be a week full of blessing and abundance and bring us back hungry with expectation and with passion next week. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, today as we leave and as we log off the internet, God, bless those who give. God, multiply, bring increase into their life. God, as we give, let us see it as an arrow into the enemy's camp. That, Lord, the enemy, while he is trying to take and destroy everything in our life, Lord, when we give to you, it's a saying, but enemy, you're not going to take this. You're not going to take this. This is the Lord's. My, my, my finances are the Lord's. It's us putting a shield of protection over our finances. And so God, as people give today and as people have already given online, Lord, we just, we just put shield of protection over our finances that the enemy will not devour and take anymore. But Lord, as we give, it is your word that says that you rebuke the devourer. And so Father, I pray today as, as we give that Lord, you would rebuke the devourer in every person's life. God, in the name of Jesus. God, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for what you've done today and what you will do in the days and weeks ahead. I'm excited and expecting, God, you to move and you to do extraordinary things in the name above every name. Jesus Christ, church says, amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Happy New Year. May his hands be on your hands. God bless you. Have a beautiful week.